So when I first found out that I was coming to Dallas, Texas, I started trying to imagine what Texas would be like. Um, and you can imagine that I probably had a pretty small idea of what Texas would be like for movies and stuff. Um, I pictured myself, you know, uh, in a desert kind of walking into saloons through the swinging doors, right? <clears throat> imagine what it would be like to have a breakdown on the highway in the middle of a desert, you know, with the, the skeleton of some longhorn there in the ditch. Um, you know, thirsty, dry, <laughs> abandoned, tumbleweed rolling in the wind, right? Obviously nothing to do with what, what real Texas is like. Um, but we, we need water and food. The idea of a desert kind of reminds us of these Israelites in today's first reading who are out there in the desert and they're hungry and thirsty, complaining against the Lord because they don't have they don't have water and food. And they need to go scrounging to get to get their water and their food or their their food, right? And and the Lord provides for them. Even when he provides for them, they need to go out every morning and collect these little flakes, the hoarfrost. Right? They need to go and collect all of it. They need to collect every little piece because there's going to be just enough for that day. And they can't collect extra. It's forbidden to collect extra except on Friday, so they have enough for the Sabbath, you know, to work on the Sabbath, right? And they have to be very frugal and, and collect just enough, right? I think that any, any farmer has had that kind of experience. I grew up on a farm, and I was just at home visiting my farm. You know, the kind of the experience of, of scrounging a little bit of having to strive and work hard to get just barely enough. Not to get extra, not to be able to store up, because some summers you don't, you don't get extra. It depends on the weather, right? Some summers you get just barely enough, and you've kind of got to scrounge. You've got to pick up every little piece in order, to, in order to, to get enough. So I think there's a few different images that come to mind of this scrounging, of this striving for our food, for our sustenance. For what we what we really need, and the first image is these Israelites. They're in the morning, in the middle of the desert, going out all over the field and scrounging and gathering up this 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 hoarfrost, the manna. Right? Of course, scrounging isn't the best word for for the manna because God did provide enough for them. Right? They didn't have to just barely get by. He did provide enough. Right? But oftentimes it happens to us in our lives that we have to scrounge. When I got home the first day. Uh, I, I went to bed at night. I was really tired. I jet lagged from my trip from Rome. Uh, I woke up the next morning late. Had breakfast with my parents, and they told me, "Adam, your your brother is outside, working in the garden." Um, and my parents, they don't have your ordinary vegetable garden. They've got this huge, like, acre, one acre <laughs> of of garden, right? Which they use for. They have this this program called CSA. I don't know what it stands for, but. Um, where people sign up for the whole summer to receive a weekly package of vegetables, right? And they pay in advance for these vegetables. So my brother has to, has to work like crazy all summer to, to make sure there's enough vegetables for all the people who have signed up for the CSA every week to get their little packet of vegetables. And it kind of has to be a variety too, right? You can't give them a whole package of lettuce every week or they'll get mad, right? Because they paid for more than that, right? So I woke up this morning and they say, Mark's out in the garden working, and I go out and he's out there digging potatoes, right? And I, I, I went over and started chatting with him and, and grabbed one of the potato forks for digging up potatoes and started giving him a hand. And I, you know, 
push the first one into the ground, pry it up, and out come these little wee potatoes. Yeah. And I'm like, Mark, these potatoes are too small to be digging. And he's like, well, it's the CSA, you know, I've got I've to give them more than just lettuce this week. You know, and even if they're small, they're still good. You know, you can roast them on the barbecue and stuff. And, you know, he, worked, he knows how to deal with his customers and, and sell them and stuff. He was scrounging. He was scrounging for potatoes because, because he needed to. He had to. The third image I had of, of, of scrounging was, was uh, from our own life. I don't know if you guys have had the, the experience of working on, on fundraising. Um, I had to do fundraising up in Turin. And I remember weeks during the summer especially, where I was there making phone calls. Phone call after phone call. And, and nobody's home in the summer. Everyone leaves the city, right? You're scrounging. You're trying to get an appointment. You're trying to get an extra little donation for the seminary, for the SES. And, and you're not getting enough. You're getting just barely enough, right? I think in today's readings, especially in today's gospel, we have all of these scroungers, and we can kind of include ourselves in there. All these scroungers who, who, in the gospel, come up to Jesus because they're looking for something. They're working for something. They're working hard to get something. And Jesus kind of turns the tables on them in the gospel and, and uncovers what they're really looking for. He says, you're looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. The question underlying, underlying this statement is, what is it that you're really looking for? What is it that you're really striving for in your life? And this applies not just to us, it applies to everyone in every walk of life. It's the common human experience that we strive for things, we work for things, and they're not always the right things. We all work with people who are trying to get that job and trying to get those grades or trying to get that raise, trying to meet the right person to marry. And, and, and sometimes we, we miss the mark and we need to come to Jesus so he can uncover what it is that we're really striving for. We can spend our whole lives striving for things that aren't going to satisfy us. These people come to Jesus looking to fill their stomachs because they saw the miracle of the loaves and they want more food. And he says, no, you're missing the point. You're striving for something, you're scrounging for something, you're, you're digging for potatoes that aren't going to satisfy you, that are too small. You're striving and working and putting all of your effort into something that's just going to leave you empty in the end. And then he tells them what they really need to strive for. He tells them that they need to strive for, for the real bread. I think we need to come before Jesus. He wants us to come before him and ask him to help us to uncover what it is we've really been striving for. What it is we've really been working for. And we can make it really practical. We can look at the things we did yesterday. Pick one thing you did yesterday, maybe a meeting we went to. <laughs> what was my real intention in the things I said and the things I did? Can I say that I was striving for a superficial bread, or was I striving for the bread that lasts for eternal life? He says, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life. In what ways am I working for food that perishes? Sometimes we do things that are good, that are, that are, are, are good things, but for the wrong intentions. Like, if I uh, make a phone call to somebody, 
And what I really want is for that person to esteem me more. And the things I say, I'm kind of looking for that person's esteem. Sometimes it happens to us in our prayer. If I'm praying and I'm kind of looking for new ideas or new lights or uh, a, a good feeling in my prayer, and I need to purify my intention and say, what is it I'm really striving for? Am I striving for some kind of food that perishes, some kind of food that's really not going to satisfy me, or am I striving for the food that endures for eternal life? We can cut ourselves short. We can end up searching for something that's, that's much less than that food that Christ will give us. And so that's our goal. Our goal is to, to, to find ourselves in a state in life where what we're really seeking, what we're digging for, what we're scrounging for, what we're, what we're striving to gather out of our life, is the true bread. The true bread that comes from heaven. Like I said, it can happen in, it can happen in our prayer. What is, it, what is the true bread, if we're seeking the true bread in our prayer? It's obviously not those superficial things. It's, it's Christ's presence. Christ's presence in my soul. In my, in my work, what is the true bread that I'm looking for? Whatever I'm doing each day, is it just to, to get, to get more, more people to come to my activities, to my events? Or is it to have the grace of God working in their hearts? In my, the true bread might be in my work for, for me to choose as Christ does, for Christ to live more perfectly in me, for Christ to live more fully in me. And that can be the same for our life in general. What does it mean to be striving for the true bread that comes down from heaven in my life in general? I think that the words at the end of this gospel give us the answer to that question. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. If we're seeking the real bread, it's seeking Christ. So in my life in general, to seek the true bread means to to seek to have Christ living in me. To seek to have that, that great transformation in my heart, in my life. Let Christ be the one who lives in me. And, and I think that's kind of what, what St. Paul's getting at in this, in this letter to the Ephesians that we read today. He says to, to put away the old self and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self, created in God's way in righteousness and holiness of truth. To put on the new self in our lives. If we're striving for something else, we're cutting ourselves short. We're, we're, we're not striving for the fullness of what God wants to give us. We're digging for little wheat potatoes. And I think that he, he's inviting us today to strive to, 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 to chase after that, the, 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 real, the real fruit of our lives, the real fruit of all of our apostles, all of our work. And I think that when we do that, when we do that, we, we come to to be able to really strive with all of our hearts. Then we can really scrounge with passion. Because we know that what we're digging for is not, is not just little potatoes, it's the real treasure, the treasure hidden in the field from the Gospel a couple of days ago, or the pearl of great price that it's worth selling everything for. And we're convinced that, that the goal of our actions, the goal of our work, is, is something true, something real, something that endures. Then we can really put our whole hearts into it. And, and strive for that with our whole lives.